Steve the Sheep, a so powerful parable by Dana Buck. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? Luke chapter 15, verse 4. This parable asks the age-old question, why do we wander away from a God who loves us? Let's find out as we enjoy the adventures of one very curious sheep. Steve the Sheep, a so powerful parable by Dana Buck. It's a warm and lazy summer day with wispy clouds unspooling. The sun shines brightly overhead, the wind is light and cooling. It's on this breeze a sound is heard, so faint you just can hear it. It makes one want to take a walk to try to get more near it. So we stroll beyond the trees, across a little brook, then up a hill and down again to have ourselves a look. They're scattered on the hillside where the slope is not too steep. That sound that birthed our little quest comes from a flock of sheep. Their baas seem so contented as they move across the glade, feasting on the lush green grass each yummy scrumptious blade. We scan the flock from left to right, and when the counting's done, the total rams and lambs and ewes is 99, plus 1. I say plus 1, for if you look across the sunny vale, you'll see one sheep is wandering there, and herein lies our tale. So we head in that direction, as through the flock we weave, with a hurried pace, we're soon face to face, and we meet the sheep named Steve. This sunny day's made just for him, or so it surely seems, to romp and play or simply lay lost in his sheep daydreams. Yes, today Steve's quite relaxed. He fears no lion, bear, or leopard, for he knows that watching o'er the flock is the ever-faithful shepherd. The shepherd leads them to the ground where the sweetest waters flow, whether high up on the hillside or in the pastures down below. He establishes their boundaries where they can run or eat or lie, and so they pass contented days beneath his watchful eye. What a peaceful, safe existence from morning to the eve. So why tell this little story? <laughs> well, that brings us back to Steve. It's not that he's rebellious. No, that's not the tag that fits him. It's just he gets a little careless when the mood to wander hits him. He also can't conceive of what the fuss is all about. When the shepherd sets his limits, he's been known to whine and pout. I'm not a little spring lamb. I know just as well as he where to eat or where to drink, what's good or bad for me. It's not like I will run away the rules. I mostly heed them. I'm not hurting anybody. I just want a little freedom. For the shepherd just that morning had laid out their boundaries, and they were not to go beyond the brook nor past the line of trees. The brook is swift and running cold, the caring shepherd warned, while in the woods live creatures that may seek to do you harm. So stay here in the sunshine, and all will be just fine. The sheep bod their agreement. Well, at least the ninety-nine. For Steve had spied some flowers. He'd caught their scent upon the breeze, and he'd quickly wandered over where the meadow meets the trees. He sniffed the violet petals, then the yellow down below. He was about to smell the red ones when from the woods he heard, Hello. Steve raised his head in wonder. He could see no face or form. As the voice came from the shadows, my, the day has turned quite warm. It has, said Steve, now blinking from the sunshine in the glade. Said the voice, it's so much cooler out of the sun here in the shade. 
Why don't you come and rest a while and get out of this heat? There's better grass beyond these trees and a stream to cool your feet. Steve said a little sheepishly, I'm not supposed to leave the grass. No, the shepherd wouldn't like it if beyond the trees I passed. Came the reply, oh yes, the shepherd. And the tone held some derision. Must you always follow orders? Can't you make your own decision? As for me, I'm heading over to that pasture cool and fair. If you ever feel grown up enough, perhaps I'll see you there. Steve's pose was one of puzzlement as he stood there on the lawn. His hellos all went unanswered. It was clear the voice was gone. So Steve began to ponder for the voice had made him think. As his will grew up within him, his good sense began to shrink. I could scout a new horizon, find fresh grass for us to eat. I'd just walk until I found it and then beat a quick retreat. When I return, I'll be a hero and the shepherd he will see that I can make my own decisions, that he can put his trust in me. It was then Steve squared his shoulders. He slowly bent his knees and taking one last look behind, Steve walked into the trees. There was a kind of trail, and it turned this way and that, leading deeper ever further from where the sheep and the shepherd sat. Rocks obscured the pathway, making Steve step up and over. The ground was hard and full of weeds. There was no grass or clover. Second thoughts and worried glances clouded Steve's determination. This sheep that strode with bravado now paused with hesitation. The sun was soon diminished by the canopy of leaves. Can you hear that thumping heartbeat? Have no doubt, that heart is Steve's. And as his fears assailed him, he was about to turn around when he felt himself now sinking in what he thought was solid ground. Oh no, he'd walked into a bog, t'was filled with mud and slime. He struggled hard to reach the edge, he tried and tried to climb. When he thought that he might perish, he lunged with all his might, and with this heave he left the bog, but wasn't he a sight? His wool was dank and matted, why it made him look obese, for the muddy, filthy water had been soaked up by his fleece. So great now was his misery, the worst he'd ever known. He choked upon a sob and said, That's it, I'm going home. He started his departure and then found to his dismay that he hadn't paid attention and he didn't know the way. As he stood in desperation, what came rushing to his head were the warnings and the instructions, all the words the shepherd said. If only he would find me, everything would be okay. I'd never wander off again. I'd never disobey. I'll listen and I'll honor all the things you ask me to. Oh, please, please come and find me and I'll follow only you. He promised and he promised and when his pledge was done, he heard a voice behind him say, Hello, my little one. He turned in joy and laughter, then felt the blood within him freeze. For t'was not the shepherd speaking, t'was the voice from in the trees. Steve finally could see him, and the sight filled him with dread. That pointed nose, that bushy tail, that coat of brightest red. He'd heard the shepherd speak about the one who sneaks and stalks, and here he was, now face to face with his worst nightmare, the fox. My, my, it's just so easy, said the fox, his manner cool, to convince someone they're brilliant, when in truth they're just a fool. To <laughs> leave the sun in safety, he now mocked with his demeanor. Don't you know the oldest trick is to promise grass that's greener? 
I'll tell you now my secret, the fox winked in cruel jest. I just plant some discontentment, and it's your pride that does the rest. Poor Steve could only stand there, and he cried because he knew. Despite the teasing and the taunting, all the fox had said was true. I'll stop now, said the fox, for it's clear I pushed your button. As much as I like talking, I so much more enjoy mutton. As the fox began advancing and poor Steve was locked in dread, something whistled through the air and barely missed the fox's head. The shepherd stepped beside him. Before Steve could say a thing, he swiftly reached into his bag and slipped a stone into his sling. He swung the stone around his head, and before the ark was done, the fox gave out a frightened cry and ran as fast as he could run. Steve could scarce believe it as he shouted his elation. He looked over to the shepherd with great thanks and admiration. Then he suddenly remembered all the trouble he had caused. His smile turned quickly downward and his celebration paused. His eyes now filled with falling tears, he slowly dropped his head, feeling sorry and ashamed for all the things he'd thought and said. The shepherd softly smiled and with his eyes consumed with grace, he knelt and touched Steve's chin and lifted up his face. There you are, my precious one, my wandering little waif. The fox is gone, and I'm right here. Don't cry now. You are safe. I'm not crying because I'm frightened, Steve blubbered and he brayed. I'm crying because I let you down. I failed. I disobeyed. You set your expectations, and you gave us our instructions, but I chose my own ambitions, my opinions, my deductions. Then Steve dissolved in silence, and the shepherd gently said, Let's not talk about your failures, but the truth you've learned instead. I don't set my expectations to put mindless rules above you. I do it because you're precious. I do it because I love you. Then Steve looked up believing he was as loved as he could be, for grace had boldly saved him and the truth had set him free. Then the shepherd hugged him tightly there among the trees and boulders, and with his mighty loving arms he lifted Steve upon his shoulders. Now you know me, said the shepherd, and you know that you are mine. So hang on tight and don't let go. Let's rejoin the 99. Well, many days have come and gone since Steve's adventure in the woods. Now he follows all the shepherd's words because he knows their fur is good. For Steve has learned the lesson understood by all the bright ones. Freedom's not the lack of boundaries. It's submitting to the right ones. The Shepherd and His Sheep is one of the most endearing images Jesus employed to describe our relationship with Him, our Good Shepherd. Green pastures, still waters, and a rod and staff to comfort and defend us create feelings of peace, provision, and protection. So here's the $64,000 question. Why do we wander away from a Savior who loves us? Steve's story gives us a few clues. Pride a false sense of independence, chafing under restrictions or boundaries, or simply not paying attention. As Steve discovered, the boundaries and expectations established by the shepherd were there to keep him safe and well. And so it is with us. Just as a loving parent will place boundaries around their children, so our Heavenly Father places boundaries around us. It greatly benefits us to learn and submit to those expectations. Just ask Steve. It's a lesson learned by all the bright ones.